Good morning. My name is Julie Alsop. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community. It is good to be with you this morning. I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. And I'm not sure if you've heard this yet this morning, but God loves you. So I, uh, I pray that those words speak to your soul this morning, that you know that you are loved by God. It's so good to be uh, with you this morning online as we worship, and we are continuing in our sermon series, Living Ready. We're uh, in a new kind of ready in this season, are we not? Uh, some of you may be able to relate to this story. We head out to the, to the grocery store, right? only to get to the front of the store and we realize that we've forgotten our mask. Has anybody had that? I know you have. I'm not the only one. And you go back to your car and you get your mask and you make your way in the store only to get inside the store and forget what you've come to get at the grocery store. So I hope you're all getting a chuckle out of that this morning. It's a new kind of ready that we are in in this season. And as we know, we're getting ready for some type of snow. We don't know how much, if it's going to be a couple of inches or a half a foot. But uh, again, we are in a season of living ready. This morning, we are uh, going to glean some, some knowledge and some wisdom from the book of Proverbs. We are in a season of trusting when we can't see the whole picture. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm a big picture person. I like to play out my calendar. Uh, but that's just not how we've lived uh, these past 12 months, and it's probably not how we're going to live for the next couple of months. But faith is taking the first step. Faith is taking the first step when you can't see the whole staircase. I'm going to say that again. Faith is taking the first step when you can't see the whole staircase. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is one of my favorite scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. I enjoy walking outside, and unfortunately, over the past uh, week to 10 days, I have not been outside uh, walking. Uh, I, I love to be outside in the elements and the fresh air. And one of the things uh, that I do when I walk is I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I listen to music, uh, but a lot of times I'll, I'll uh, listen to a podcast. And they keep me walking farther, right, as I listen, because I'm listening to the story, and I forget about what I'm doing. And I mostly listen to Christian podcasts. And a few years ago, I was introduced to Dax Shepard. He has a podcast, and um, he has uh, one of the most highly rated uh, podcasts in terms of listeners. And a few months ago, Dax interviewed Nadia Boltz-Weber, and she is a Lutheran pastor. And she is a well-known author and speaker. She could be described as a bit radical, and she and I have very different theology but I learn from her. And a few weeks ago, I, I laced up my tennis shoes and uh, I, I popped in my AirPods and, and uh, I, I dialed up that podcast because I thought I'm curious to see what this conversation is going to look like. And I learned very quickly as I started listening that Dax Shepard is a self-proclaimed atheist. I guess I didn't realize that. And he and Kristen Bell, uh, who is of uh, the Frozen fame, they have two sweet little daughters. And their conversation turned to the Bible. And his concerns were that it was written uh, very patriarchal and that someone needs to rewrite it. And he went on to say, who are the heroes in the Bible for women? And at this time, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg uh, had just recently uh, passed away. 
And he had mentioned uh, her picture being on the wall in classrooms to inspire uh, girls and young women. And he said, who, who were the women in the Bible that his daughters could look up to? And at this point, I'm pretty sure as I'm walking down the road by myself, I am talking out loud to myself, having a conversation, because I was so fired up listening to this conversation. You see, society wants us to believe that it's all about me, 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 and what you can do for me. Friends, a question for all of us to ponder this morning is, where do you see evidence in our culture today that wants to steer us away from biblical truth. I love Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So let me say this. Don't get me wrong. We, we have people that we look up to, people that we admire, people that are a positive influence in our lives. And I have a long list, just like you have a long list, and we should. And by the way, one of the people on that list is my mom, and her birthday is on Wednesday, so I want to say happy birthday, Mom. I love you. But we've all got this list, right? And a lot of times our parents are on that list. But God didn't create us to worship ourselves or to worship another human being. There's a difference, right, of those people that are influences, the people that we admire, the people that we look up to, but we don't necessarily worship those people. My response to uh, Dak Shepard and other non-believing folks, not that I was a part of that conversation that day, but the Bible is about real people, real challenges, real mistakes, real forgiveness, restoration. It's about redemption. It's about those who perform miracles and cast out demons and healed the sick. In fact, we've been given the good book as a guidebook to navigate life and to do the things that Jesus did. The Bible is about God, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, who loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world to take on our sin. He's our redeemer and our savior who came and modeled what it looks like to serve and to love and was an example or a role model, if you will, of what we are to do. And then there's the Holy Spirit who lives in and around us to guide us, who speaks to us today. And we learn from the God-inspired narratives that make up these 66 books in this Bible that reveal God's nature, instruction, love for us, and tells us who we are. We need God's wisdom to help make us, to help make us use the best use of our knowledge in understanding who we are. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, Romans 12, 2. This morning, we're going to take a look at the book of Proverbs. It was written mostly by King Solomon, who was the son of King David. And Proverbs, as we know, is full of wisdom. Knowledge is good, but wisdom allows us to use our knowledge. 
Knowledge is good, but wisdom allows us to use our knowledge. Are you picking up what I'm putting down this morning, right? We've got some wisdom and some knowledge going. Biblical wisdom starts with a right relationship with the Lord. I want to share a passage with you from Proverbs 2. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 11. And as I share this passage with you, I want you just to absorb this as if the Lord was speaking to you directly this morning through whatever screen you are watching on. And again, we're going to talk about purpose this morning. And sometimes we get our purpose mixed up with our profession. A word for you this morning is don't just make a living, make a life. Don't just make a living, make a life. Hear these words from Proverbs 2, 1 through 11. My child, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as if it were hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk upright and is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you a couple of points from this passage one is trust and honor god and we must realize that the bible reveals god's wisdom to us to turn our ear towards wisdom to pay attention I love this saying, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? We've got to pay attention, pay attention. Make good life choices. This doesn't mean that we're perfect. No, we are not perfect by any means. But we are human, and we have to realize that we can learn from our mistakes. It's okay, as long as we learn from our mistakes. Solomon says, accept my words. What does the Bible say? How is it speaking to you? Turn your ear to wisdom. Pay attention again. So how are we applying our heart to understanding, to ponder and reflect his words? I love this where he says, call out for insight and ask for understanding. God, can you just please speak a little clearer? Or send me a sign. Some of you may be feeling that way. Send me a sign. Speak a little clearer. Speak a little louder. I don't understand. But I want to encourage you, don't give up. Not only should we keep looking and search for it in a way like for a hidden treasure, but once you find it, you will understand and fear the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Oh, what a beautiful thing. We are continuing, as I said, in our Living Ready series. You see, readiness involves knowing who you are and what your purpose is. We, uh, some of us remember uh, the movie City Slickers from many years ago where Billy Crystal and his friends went on this Western adventure to discover their purpose and their meaning. And, and, and at the end, uh, the, the, the whole premise of this movie is, what is your one thing? What's your one thing? And that one thing is unique to each of us. It takes wisdom and knowledge to discern your why and your purpose. So uh, there is a process of purpose and our why. 
We are blessed, as you know, just to have a fantastic staff here at Faith Community uh, who not only uh, do an amazing job uh, with what they're called to do, but they love the Lord. And Dwayne Davis is our Director of Adult Ministry, and I appreciate Dwayne so very much. And he introduced uh, some of us to this, what is your why and purpose? And uh, there is a book uh, out by Simon Sinek, and he introduced, to Simon, introduced us to Simon Sinek. And he has this book, uh, How to Start with Your Why. Or I'll give you a little uh, cliff notes. You can go to YouTube, and he's got a great uh, video clip on YouTube that you can watch for free. So what's your why? And I want to I paint this image for you of a target, of a target. And some of you uh, are familiar with bows and arrows, but we've got, this, we've got this target. And the outside ring is our what, what you do. And then the next inside ring is our how, how you do what you do. And then the bullseye in that center is the why. It's our why, why you do what you do. And it's your purpose. I want to share a couple examples uh, with you this morning that Simon uh, uh, shared. Uh, one of them was uh, Apple. He used Apple as an example. And I don't know about you, but I love Apple. I've got the, the computer and the watch and the phone and the iPads and all of that. I love Apple products. And their why goes something like this. Everything we do is challenging the status quo. We make computers or devices that are beautiful, designed to be simple to use, and user-friendly. Their why is evident. And then this is something that I have noticed uh, really for quite a long time. I, I like to frequent the city barbecue up here at uh, Voice of America. And some of you may have noticed if you've been in there, they've got this sign behind the counter where you pick up your food. And it says, at city barbecue, we exist to serve and create happiness. Doesn't say anything about having the best barbecue or the best sides. They exist to serve and create happiness. It's very evident what their why statement is. There is a, a Christian comedian. His name is Michael Jr., and I have gotten to hear him a couple times, and he is just hilarious. And he had a, a clip uh, that, that uh, he shared uh, some time ago about your why, and I thought it was so interesting, and I want to share it with you this morning. So let's uh, take a moment and turn our attention to the screen. How do I know? A lot of people, when they think of the phrase, how do I know, they always want to put the what behind it. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? The, the question that you really should ask is, how do I know why I'm here? Because when you know your why, your what becomes more clear and more impactful. If you know, like for instance, um, people know that I do comedy, but that's what I do. My why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. So I can do comedy, I can write books, I can be in a movie because all of it is motivated by my why. In fact, I have a new, uh, a new web series out called Michael Jr. Break Time. Uh, we probably just did the sixth episode. It's on YouTube. So every single Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode on YouTube of Michael Jr. Break Time. What it is is it's me. I travel around the country, and I do stand-up comedy, in case you didn't know. And in the middle of my comedy set sometime, I'll stop and just talk to my audience. And we've been filming this, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're in Winston-Salem. I'm going to show you a clip from Winston-Salem. And I'm just talking to this guy in the audience, and he tells me that he's a, uh, a musical instructor at a school. 
So I was like, all right, you're a musical instructor. You know, can you sing? Let me hear you sing a song. So this is what happened at the last episode of Michael Jr.'s Break Time. Check it. So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right, so um, let, me get a couple, let me get a couple bars of like uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Let me, go ahead. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That bro could sing, you know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Um, now, once you give me the version, is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick. If you know which version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Here's what I want you to catch. The first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time, he knew why he was doing it. When you know your why, your what becomes more impactful because you're walking towards or in your purpose. Oh, amen. Wasn't that great? I have watched that several times, and I just love it each and every time. What a blessing. What a blessing. So I want to talk just a few minutes about uh, our why statements and our purpose. And so I want to encourage you uh, sometime uh, in the next week just to, to begin to think about what this looks like in your life. What is your why statement? And, and there's two parts to it. One is your contribution, right? Your contribution. And it goes something like this. I want to do something, right? It's your contribution so that... And then you have the impact of it. So, and our whys can change over time. So I, I just want to encourage you that this is not set in stone. Our whys change over time. And that's okay. And there may be times where you say, okay, you know what? This is what I've got is my first draft. But I want to tweak this as I go along. Some things that I want to encourage you, uh, as, you, as, you as you ponder and begin to write out your why statement. What are the major themes in your life, the major events, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the pretty? You see, all of them, they shape us to determine who we are and our purpose. They shape who we are and why we are the way we are, but also who we want to be. 
I want to share uh, my current why statement with you. Uh, this uh, came to me a couple of years ago, and it's based on Luke 2.52. You don't have to choose scripture, but this was something that the Lord spoke uh, to me. And my why statement right now is to grow in knowledge and wisdom, to gain favor with God and people so that others may know him. You see, regardless of what your what looks like, whether you work at a bank, whether you work at McDonald's, you're a doctor, a nurse, a CFO of a company, you could be a teacher, a custodian, uh, even retired. It comes down to your why that is lived out in your how and your what in life. I saw this uh, quote several years ago that uh, has just absolutely spoken to my heart, and I actually have a, a magnet of it that is on my refrigerator. It goes something like this. We can't always choose the music life plays for us, but we can choose how to dance to it. There's so much truth and so much wisdom in that. We can't always choose the music life plays for us, but we can choose how we dance to it. So I want to encourage you to take some time to look over your life as an examine, if you will, and see the evidence of God's goodness all over your life and the good times and the bad times. You see, knowing our purpose, it comes from wisdom, purpose that leads to ultimate contentment and knowing who we are and whose we are. And I share that with you because of the illustration that I gave of listening to that podcast. Because the world wants to shake us and question our faith. And we need to be rooted in who we are. So where do you need godly wisdom in your life? How are you using the knowledge that you have? What questions do you have for God? And boy, do we have a list. But I want to encourage you to keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. And what are the areas of your life that need discernment? As you reflect on today's message, take some time to thank God for the ways that you see the evidence of his goodness all over your life. I want to encourage you as, as we navigate this path that we're on, all of the staircase that's ahead of us that we can only see one step at a time, to know that God is with you and to stay encouraged. Why don't you join me in a time of prayer? Father God, we come before you, and God, I, I pray for each and every one of us as we wrestle, some of us wrestle with what our purpose is, what our why statements are. And Father, I pray for wisdom. God, I pray for wisdom. I pray for knowledge. I pray for discernment in the choices that we make. God, I pray that we are firmly rooted in you, that when society and culture comes at us with these blinding winds to try to shake us, that we stand strong in you. So God, we come to you today as your beloved children to worship you and to praise you. And God, to seek you with our whole heart. God, may we be instruments of your peace. I pray, Lord, that you would fall afresh on us today. Just as the snow is coming, Lord, that you would blanket us, wash us with your grace and your peace and your love. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.